Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 83 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate first watch, rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over season four, episode 17. Lucky number 17. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute Power, a.k.a. Harsish is the last airbender. <laughs> I cannot look at that kid and not think, oh, look, it's Aang. Mine, is, <laughs> mine was descended to the Daniel cave. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that better. <laughs> no. The one with the airbender or the Daniel cave. Take that to mean whatever you want it to mean. The Daniel cave. I'm going to say I it have, one more time. <laughs> I have yet to see, like... Um, Avatar has been on my list of yes. of show of shows to watch for the longest time, and I've just never sat down to watch it. You got you you will love. Oh, it. I'm sure You'll I love will. Korra, it's, but you have to watch and that's Avatar. A, first. That's what I've heard. Like, my interest is in watching Korra, and I know I have to watch Avatar first to get to it. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> like it's one of those things I'm putting off. It's just. I keep getting other series put yeah. in front of watching it. Well, so. don't let boyfriend Jesse know that or else he will just play it anytime <laughs> you're around. He'll be like, well, we're watching Avatar now. The problem is is that he'll start playing it and then if if he's home without me, he'll just keep watching it. Oh, yeah. And then I'll come back and it'll be like a season later. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that too. And I'm like, but I, I missed... <laughs> I miss things. I don't have them. Yeah. Anyway. Next time you're over, we're doing uh, an Avatar. Okay. Uh, Avatar Marathon. Avatar Marathon. Done and done. Um, so this first aired on January 10th, 2001, written by Robert C. Cooper, directed by uh, Peter DeLuise. Mm. Um, and the, the, one, the one fun guest star is, anytime you can see Stephen Williams, is always a good episode. Okay. Which one is that guy? He's been dream. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the dream. Fine. That's right. The dream. Colonel, general, general the dream. The dream. He's a general in this. He's, he's chairman oh. of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in That's this right. One. That's right. He's elevated himself <laughs> in the last uh, year. Um, so we're just getting the history part, like, done right off the bat. Um, oh. Because when you have a episode title called Absolute Power, yeah. that has some weight behind it. Um, so the quote is, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Great men are almost always bad men. Whoa. Which is, the last part of that is not always said. Huh. Um, so this was uh, written by Sir John Dahlberg Acton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an English Catholic historian, politician, writer, etc. Uh-huh. Um, he lived from 1835 to 1902. Which, fun fact, apparently upon his death, he had a 60,000 volume personal library. Wow. Which eventually. Hashtag goals. Yeah, Most of which actually apparently was like filled in with his own thoughts in like the margins and everything like this. um, Which was eventually found its way to the University of Cambridge. So it's part of their collection. I keep thinking, I was like, man, had that guy lived like. 20 years longer yeah. to know what he would have thought of, like, the Great War. Yeah. Talk about, like, great men. Yeah. And great power. Well, and there's an interesting um, uh, quote about him that kind of, like, sums things up, I thought, nicely. Um, mm-hmm. This was apparently Hugh Chrisholm, editor of the 1911 Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. 
He says, Lord Acton left too little completed original work to rank among the great historians. His learning seems to have stood in his way. He knew too much, and his literary consciousness was too acute for him to write easily. His copiousness of information information overloads his literary style, but he was one of the most deeply learned men of his time, and he will certainly be remembered for his influence on others. So basically, he was just like... He just couldn't get his thoughts in coherent sentence right. form writing. Because too many thoughts, yeah. not enough to simplify. Yeah. yeah. Well, it also sounds, I, I read into that to mean like, yeah, I could write this or I could go learn more exactly. things. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just going to go learn more things. Yeah. <laughs> so he um, he was a devout Roman Catholic, um, but at the same time of being super devout, he was also highly critical of the church. Oh. Um, and at one point, like, it's... he, So he had, like, two papers he was, like, editor of. Okay. And at one point, one of his monthly papers spoke too critical of the church and the, po- the the church, the Pope was like, dude, back off a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we don't approve. So he stopped writing that one publication. Very interesting. Because, like, the Pope was basically like... Uh, yeah. How about you don't do like that anymore? So <laughs> the reason he wrote this line um, was actually in response to the First Vatican Council. Um, oh. They put forth this doctrine that was sort of pushed all over the world of papal infallibility. And he didn't buy that. Oh, yeah. He didn't buy it at all. And so it was on that topic that he wrote to uh, Mandrill Creighton uh, in 1887 Mm -hmm. and had this famous quote. That makes sense. It was in context of the Pope having so much power that... You know, and he was denying the the concept that popes and kings are above everyday men, mm. that they don't get a pass in their wrongdoing. So, so it absolutely makes sense that he came up with this line. It completely makes sense. Yeah, and right so on. yeah, the, the 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 quote "power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely" was actually written about the pope. <laughs> Zing. Zing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like an interesting. That seems to be one of the last people that you. And currently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the I current, mean, I think of generals or or, or presidents, yeah. if you will, without yeah. stepping too far into our current <laughs> political climate. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And sometimes it's just powerful people are powerful people. It's, but it's it's you know you you you. That's not that you forget, but you look at the Pope's influence in the world today and you don't yeah. tend to think of that being as a the super powerful corruptful influence. Right. But then you remember like back five hundred years ago and He was the power. He was yeah. basically just rolling in his pit mobile and not yeah. a Pope mobile. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he was just like I everything I want is, yeah. mine. is mine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, interesting <laughs> interesting quote. Right on. Alrighty. So we start the episode. Let's get into Abydos. We start on Abydos and the team is walking with Kasuf. Um, by the way, Eric Avari's back, Yay. which is always a good episode. Uh, so apparently Kasuf heard a voice who spoke Sharae's name, and we learn that there are still many people in Abydos who think the Gould are gods, and they fear their return. Well, that makes sense. You know, you don't get everyone to convert no. over to one thing quickly. And side note, Abydos is a safe planet, so Teok didn't bother bringing a staff weapon, oh, if you notice. I did not catch that. He was that. just chilling without a staff weapon. Um... But in this case, the locals are taking this as a sign that because the wind blew up from the Stargate, formed a sandstorm, said Shari's name, and Jack's like, well, at least it's not a burning bush or anything. Kusuf's <laughs> like, well, I've seen many yeah, bushes that burn. Happens. That happens all the time. It's a reference to one of our... Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm going to stop now. Um, Dennis is going to take over that story and we don't need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So Sam starts to uh, get a buildup of static electricity, and Daniel hears something. Um, it is a it is a kid's voice calling Daniel's name, and he walks towards it, and Jack's like, try to keep it in Kansas, there, Toto. Uh, and a sand NATO approaches, yes. which is, also could be a subtitle for this. Hashtag sand NATO. Sand NATO. AKA sand NATO. <laughs> um, and from the storm walks a kid. Uh, his it's- name is... <laughs> I was just thinking how the sand NATO looks like something out of like Mario Brothers three. Okay, Cause, cause yeah. Because it's a little like sand. Maybe I didn't play Mario Brothers three that much. So there was this part where you could warp to different lands, and I I swear it was a little sand NATO that took you to maybe. it. Maybe I may be wrong. I, was gonna, I will take feedback. I was <laughs> going to say from the Stormwatch Aang, and I paused because I actually was like, wait, what the fuck's the kid's name in Avatar? <laughs> it is a thing. It's I a know, which Avatar is why it took me like twenty seconds for me to remember. <laughs> it's Shifu. He's he is the, the Harcesis. Um. And so, see, Shifu's wearing those saffron orange robes and has the close haircut that is yes. common of, like, Buddhist monks that we mm-hmm. saw in, in Keb. Yes. Um, also... And on Avatar. Yeah. And, <laughs> Sorry. Um, later on, um, like, later on, they, uh, they, Daniel's like, well, Shifu means light. I couldn't find anywhere... In any language. Where Shifu meant light, but <laughs> Shifu uh, does mean master in Mandarin. Oh. So to me, that makes more sense, maybe. Okay, okay. Um, also, Shifu is the name of the master of the Jade Palace <gasps> in Kung Fu Panda. Yes! Yes! That's what I... Oh, sorry. I just... I just... I got so excited, I pulled poor Kaylee's ear. <laughs> she seems to enjoy it. But I do know that name. <laughs> I feel better. Uh, yes. I do. I do like the way, uh, while that's happening... Daniel goes, I, I I am Daniel. Don't kill me, whatever you are. You're calling my name. Please don't kill me. <laughs> so then we get credits. When we come back from credits, everyone is back at the village. The Arcesis has grown like weeds, apparently. Yeah. And uh, we, going by the assumption that Apophis used ghoul tech to manipulate the boy's age and mature quickly, no one seems to go like... Well, and again, they they do end up detecting Nanites, but at this point, no one kind of goes, well, maybe he grew because a glowy light creature absorbed yeah. him and took him away. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Because <laughs> not regular human. <laughs> not human. I might, like, remember? <laughs> That's my whale voice. <laughs> human. Arrhesus. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, yep. Anyway, so it's like I love. Stay the- with us, guys. <laughs> Just getting started. Uh, I love how no one assumes that, like, hey, baby, Oma like aged him quickly. Yeah. No. No. no that no. wouldn't be like the easiest path. No. That, like I said, to me, that seems obvious, right? Yeah. Now. Uh, either way, Oma did teach him to forget the knowledge passed on to him by Amanet and Apophis, uh, and he came to Abydos to learn more about his mother. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. So they'll bring him back to the SGC for Janet to check on that whole fast aging thing. Yeah. And don't worry, Oma's not coming because uh, Shifu says a man travels his chosen path alone. Yeah. Sometimes these little, like, bon mots of his. Yeah. Uh, a little annoying. It's like, well, kid, you're still a kid. You are still a kid. But, and, and I I thought later, like, because the, the, they're cones, supposedly, yeah, right? Yeah, Zen Cohen's. And like, fake Zen Cohen's. Well, yeah. but here's here's the thing. They may not be fake to him. He no, did you're not, right. Like, he's not from the same sort of Oh, yeah. Buddhist... I just think that if I ran into a kid, it, oh, and yeah. it's like, I, I understand that it's complete sincerity, Um 
But I, I, I think if I kept hearing a kid be like that, I was like, bro, can you just like go watch a cartoon or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like Oma probably actually taught these, and these yeah, are maybe just that's fair. that we don't know about. So anyway, um, we come to the gate room, and she greets Hammond with. Spark lights a flame, but the candle only burn as long as the wick. Uh-huh. And we get maybe the greatest couple moments of the oh, episode yeah. Yeah. of Jack stumbling over a translation yep. of like the wick is the center of the candle mm. and a great leader is essential to the whole ball of wax <laughs> and that it's always better to have a big long wick which yeah. might be my ak my final aka aka jack's big long wick yeah <laughs> I, think I do i feel like jack is a kid that i would have loved to have had a philosophy class with <laughs> like because you know there's a couple different uh anyone who's taking a, a philosophy class there's certain types of people in each class yes there's the kid that knows more than everybody that yep. everybody wants to just tell him shut the fuck up because it's rhetoric it's yeah. not a discussion or a debate yeah, yeah exactly uh it's dialogue uh so there's always that kid there's there's a girl who who doesn't know what she's talking about yep and then there's like or, or the guy yeah and then there's the, the other kid who like just wants they to watch the world burn. Yeah. Well, and then and there's a jacket who kind of stumbles through it, but you're like, wait, they might actually get to the answer. Everybody keep quiet. My <laughs> my favorite was the kid that just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. Who sits in the back and says, like, the weird controversial shit just to get the teacher to go. Yeah. And just to burn the rest of the yeah. class. <laughs> yeah. Those kids, I don't like you. It depends. <laughs> I, had a, I had a mythology class, and there was a... a, a kid in the back, a guy that would do that in the mythology class. Yeah, that's different than a, just a straight philosophy class. If yes. I was first sitting there trying to figure out what truth is. Oh, but the uh, thing is, is that it was more fun to listen to the teacher go off. Okay, that's fair. That's what, That's why yeah. it was fun. <laughs> um, anyway, I just, I can't even, Daniel can't even. No, ad- not ad- no even. I just, it's his just. His big long wick. His big long wick. Mm-hmm. It's better, yeah. So then there's a, a really cute, sweet little scene between Janet and Shifu about yeah. Janet drawing blood <laughs> and him worried he won't get it back, but that's okay. Leaves fall from the tree once a year, but the tree still grows strong and proud. That's right. That's, that's what you... I feel like how many parents stole that line to use for the kids after <laughs> like after this episode? Be like, you're going to be fine. Um, and also, I got to say, I, Janet has never looked more badass to me. Oh, Maybe it's because of the last episode. I'm yeah. just like... She is my new hero. She's my new favorite. Kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. Not kind of. She's awesome. Terrell, you're you're our hero. Yeah. We're <laughs> just gonna give a tarot word to Terrell just because For being herself. For being herself. And it's not something specific to this, just in general. There's something that switches she's about Dr. Janet. Awesome. I don't know if they give her more parts or if they give her meteor stuff or if she just starts bringing more to the table. But there's just the a, a badness, like her just, badness yeah. level just goes through the roof in the best way possible. She's just... She's bad. She's awesome. Yeah. She's... I like her. Um, so in the briefing room, Janet explains to the group that there are some traces of the same nanotechnology that aged Jack back when he got, you know, drugged mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. date raped and aged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, STD'd. Uh, yeah. And, and that was uh, the Gould Pelops on Argo. Um, but at least the nanites appear to be inactive now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it be turned off on their own or by Oma, the how isn't important. Um, he should have all the genetic memories Apophis had when he and Jack gives almost an obscene hand gesture. <laughs> and, and Daniel's like, 
fathered yeah. the boy. He's like, Jack's trying so hard to be delicate. He's like, how do I? Of the situation. What do I? It's <laughs> like, no, don't do it. I keep those hands apart. <laughs> um, and... And this Teal'c says this is why the ghouls are born evil. Um, uh-huh. It's such a it's such a great burden, which is naturally why Oma would help him to forget it. Sure, yeah. Either way, Oma buried those memories for the kids so he can be, I would say, normal and not tormented. Yeah, if you can call Shifu normal. Sure, yeah. Um, adjusted. Uh, yeah, adjusted. <laughs> uh, and and that's when Sam comes in. Jack's like, "Did we really have to call the Toker on this seriously?" Uh-huh. Um, they're like, "Yeah, we have a treaty." Yeah. So yeah. The Toker says they can use the it's memory. It's like your annoying neighbor now. The Toker's like, ah, what do they want? I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> wait, Kaylee, you have to wait like five minutes to go outside until the neighbor goes back because inside. Because there's a Toker out there. There's a Toker out there and I just don't want to interact with the yeah. Toker. Can we please not do with the Toker? Can oh, you hold God, it? I just can got their mail. Kaylee? I just got their mail. No, she's looking at me. Just don't throw it. Yeah. Throw it as you drive by the house. <laughs> Throw the mail at them. <laughs> That's the hashtag introvert struggle. <laughs> not even introvert. I'd say that we're, it's not so much. It's just antisocial. I'm so introverted. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. It's more just antisocial struggles. Um. So the Toker says they can use the memory recall device to get information without harming Shifu physically, and then Janet is right to ask about what about mentally. Yeah. And then Daniel's like, what about emotionally? And I was like, doesn't that count under mentally? <laughs> did, did you just Don't say the, come from your mind? Didn't you just say the exact same thing that Janet yeah. just said? Uh, Bro, anyway. can you not? You just want the last word, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, it's like flooding his mind with the thoughts of a thousand Hitlers, Daniel argues. Um, and Daniel, Hammond thinks the boy is wise beyond his ears, so let him decide. <laughs> I feel like that's Hammond, like, I don't want to make this decision. <laughs> We're not, yeah, I'm not getting into this. Also, was I the only one that when he said a thousand Hitlers, you didn't imagine, like, uh, you know, scary Hitler, but you imagined art school Hitler? Just like a thousand emo Hitlers? Oh, no, I, I actually... I don't know why I did that. Do you know what I envisioned I had? What? Is I watched a lot of producers. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good Hitler too. But just like like this like whole like room of like Hitler's just like flipping their hair back because nobody understands him. I'm Yikes. done. I'm done. Uh, and so started drinking early today, guys. There's some barrel aged wine left over. Mm-hmm. So Daniel wonders like, how do you even ask a kid to like possibly bring those memories back? And Sam's like, well, he forgot once. Can he just forget it again? Yeah. <laughs> Which seems like the most. Yeah. Like, can he just do it again? Can he just do it again? Yeah. Just don't remember this again. <laughs> it's like, don't think of a purple elephant. Yeah. <laughs> so Daniel and Shifu have a little heart to heart about Amonet and the dream she sends him. Dreams teach, Shifu says. Oma told Shifu the evil in his consciousness is too strong to resist, and the only way to win is to deny battle. Mm-hmm. So Daniel understands. I really do. Um, but the rest of us can't just deny the ghoul battle. Sure. Uh, and those memories could help. And Shifu tells him he must release his burden before he will find his own way again, which he's heard before. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says that, like, look, this is my way. I chose this path to honor Sharae's strength and her memory. Mm -hmm. And he tells tells Shifu about the Tok'ra and their memory device and the idea of Oma helping him forget a later again. Mm -hmm. And he goes, if the instrument is broken, the music will be sour. Mm -hmm. And Daniel's like, the music doesn't. Does no the music does not play the musician? Daniel comes back 
And then he's like, normally there's truth in that. Dana's like, good, because I don't know what the fuck I was saying right yeah, there. Yeah, I was just guess, I was, I was just bullshitting. Just saying words backwards at you, because I noticed that's what you were doing. And then that's when I'm she... I'm going to Yoda you. Do Yoda, or do gonna... not. There's no try. <laughs> I really wanted him to pull out some Yodaisms there instead. <laughs> See, that would have been a great thing for Jack that to was do like, that. That's what Jack would have yeah. done. Uh, and Shifa raises his hand and touches Daniel's forehead, causing a bright light, and then Daniel passes out. Yeah, and he's done for. So Daniel wakes up in the infirmary soon. Um, soon after that, Daniel gets his first flash of some tech, which Daniel quickly realizes is gold memories that Shifa gave him. Mm-hmm. Um, as a side note, though, we see through Daniel's eyes as he wakes up, and it's blurry, which makes sense. Yeah. And it seems like a nice touch, because he's waking up without his glasses. Sure. And then it cr- quickly goes crystal clear. Further proof Daniel doesn't actually use glasses and he's a hipster. That's true, yeah. Like, I'm kind of confident I mean, you can sell it as like, well, whatever put he put in his head is what he's seeing, so that's why, blah, blah, blah. No. Daniel is a hipster. That's he fair. wears fake glasses. Fake, fake to glasses. To make him look smarter. Daniel. And then he takes them off when he wants to look more handsome and powerful. Why don't you just start growing the handlebar mustache, Daniel? <laughs> I don't want to see Michael Shanks that? with the handlebar why mustache. Incidentally, I think it was... Who did I accidentally see on TV last night? It was Fallon with a oh. mustache. Oh, Scary. no. Don't do Scary Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't, guys. Don't do that. Unless you're growing it competitively, yeah. I see no reason to have that. <laughs> Unless it is Movember. Yeah. Well, I have, a, I have a friend who's got this great competitive, like, beard and stash. Uh-huh. And it's, like, acceptable. Yeah. Because you're going all in. Yeah. <laughs> you're going whole hog. Yeah. Otherwise, no. I mean, Bartender Nick has a has a very impressive uh, yeah. facial hair, <laughs> Viking facial hair right. going on. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we were watching America's Cup. And one of the skippers has, like, the I am in high school trying to grow a mustache thing. And I'm like, shave that off. Make it go don't, away. Don't do that. Just make it go away. Make you have stop. a little discoloring there. I'm convinced that both boyfriend Jesse and bartender Nick, yeah. if they shaved it, and we had this conversation, yeah. they could just, like, squeeze really hard, <laughs> and then the whole new one would just pop out. Like the Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings commercial yeah, 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 right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the rally beard. <laughs> So anyway, uh, soon after in Daniel's lab, he's filled up an entire chalkboard with drawings and equations with the giantest chalk marker I've ever seen. Uh, There's equations for long-range sensors that are powered by liquid nacota fuel. Actually, liquid, heavy liquid nacota fuel. Hmm. Daniel's like, don't ask me what that is yet. Uh, And he has another moment um, where he, like, pauses and his head's just overcrowded with information, he tells him. So Sam and Daniel present Hammond with plans for a satellite array. It could detect approaching gold ships thousands of light years away. Its weapons could penetrate the shields and destroy them. And it's the basis for a perfect anti-gold defense system. Uh, it's new technology. It's going to need a ton of outside help and when to get it done. Um, but importantly, they don't have to involve the Tok'ra, Daniel says. Which <laughs> Hammond's like, come again? Yeah. Come again for Big Fudge? <laughs> And he's like, no, I mean, they, not intentionally, but, like, they're somehow the goal to find out if we tell the Tok'ra, and, like, we already have to build this fast enough. Once they know we're building it, we're going to be a threat. We have to build this in secret. Don't fucking talk to Tok'ra. Yeah. And, um, and, like, Shifu doesn't remember anything now. He's just a kid. He gave all the knowledge to Daniel. Um, and Hammond's like, yeah, the how of that happening is what concerns me. <laughs> Because um, we've already learned that the putting of giant amounts of knowledge in one of SG-1's brains yeah. doesn't always work well. Not good things for us. 
so back in Daniel's lab, Daniel is, has interrupted Teal'c in the middle of his Kelnarim uh, mm-hmm. and wants to know what is of so much importance. And Daniel, when he like turns to look at Teal'c, he just gets a vision of Teal'c bowing before yeah. him. Yeah, weird, uncomfortable. And Teal'c asks for a translation. He can't even look at Teal'c as he's like, what does this mean? Yeah. And Teal'c's like, subatomic energy particles. And Daniel's like, that's fine. That's it. You can go now. Go back to whatever you're doing. <laughs> and Teal'c's face so, is... Yeah, he's basically turning into, like, the biggest douchebag that has ever douchebagged. And Teal'c's face is basically telling Daniel to, yes, and go fuck yourself. Yeah. And leaves. <laughs> like, Teal'c is please a little pissed. fuck yourself. Yes, yeah, please. Uh, in the briefing room, Daniel says that this would require all the SG teams to now focus on the retrieval of raw Naquita for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um... Sam tries to speak and Daniel just ignores her and talks over her. Yeah, he's basically just become insufferable. Yes, Like, I wonder entirely. how easily Michael Shays went into that. <laughs> if he's been wanting to do that. Like, I'm oh, just wondering. Just playing devil's advocate here. It's like, is that in you? Can, you I, have that in can you? I play the bad guy? Because that would be a lot I've of been fun. dying to be, like, a jerk about things. I'm dying to just play an asshole once. Can I? <laughs> so Major Davis has the budget for the construction of launch of the satellites. $80 billion and completion in two years after the start date. And Daniel's like, that's not acceptable. And then, no, you cannot involve the Russians. Yeah. And and no, I don't give a shit about any agreement or a treaty that you have with them. It's like, really, it's also not a big deal. I can just make their gate not active. Yeah. Like, no one has to know about this. And Daniel's like, we can't trust the Russians to not turn around and trade secrets. This project is too important to get screwed up by petty earth politics. Mm-hmm. Davis is like, well, here's the thing. Some of those petty nations are kind of going to be wondering what the fuck we're doing when we start launching things in yeah. two years. And, and and Daniel's like, no, one year. And they're like, that's, that's impossible. It would double the cost. He's like, yeah, so it's not impossible. Yeah, he's basically... Uh, why are the bells ringing a little stronger for oh everyone God. else right now? Like, this is clearly something weird going on. Well, we on. see in the next scene, they're ringing for Jack pretty strongly. Well, that's true, yeah. Um, he's like, much of the work will be contracted to private sectors. I've already have a plan to completely divide everything, maintain secrecy. Oh, and I have some personal requirements. I mean, the Pentagon's going to be happy to provide them to me, given the nature of my contributions to this. Jesus. Uh, please get those approved immediately. And AKA the one where Daniel is completely insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is nowhere near exact. Yeah. This is my own brain doing calculations, but if okay. I remember the numbers correctly, $160 billion is well over a tenth of all discretionary spending in the U.S. budget. Huh. Like, more, like, double of what entire other departments get. Right. Like, wow. education. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. So, but at the risk of going into political things, it's like, okay. Well, I'm yeah, just saying, a like, lot of money. The, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, a lot of fucking just money. Just to fully understand how much of, like, the budget would be, this is like a tenth of discretionary budget spending in the U.S. would be going towards this program for the next year. Yay. Um, so, back in Daniel's office, he's trying to, like, he's trying on a gold hand device when Jack walks in, and Daniel's like, I understand that you need Naquin in your blood now for this to work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jack's like, look, I want to talk to you about your behavior right now. To start with, who gave you the authority to give orders around here? Also, to be a jackass. And, and oh, the Pentagon did. order <laughs> To give orders and to be a jackass. Um, he's like, look, I haven't been patient lately, but this shit needs to get done. And I'm the one with the knowledge. And it's up to me to make sure it's used correctly. And you can, like, 
you, we, I can help you come up to the level to defeat the Gould, or we can let it go to waste. So put up or shut up, basically. Yeah. He's like, I don't know why you're annoyed. I'm on your side now. Like, like I've also recommended you, for you to oversee the entire Nakoda retrieval operation. Yeah, I saw this. Or, yeah. or retire. Yeah. Jake's <laughs> like, okay, my options are great there. You didn't actually exactly, like, recommend with yeah. options there. <laughs> You're just kind of telling me. What is, it, what is the phrase that I learned from Brother Matt Voluntold? Voluntold, yes. <laughs> You've been voluntold Voluntold. To do this. <laughs> uh, and so Dana's like, look, I'm on your side. Let's build weapons. Yay. Yeah. Let's kick some gold ass. But because Dana... <laughs> Daniel's not the one saying it. Now he's the bad guy. And Jack's like, no, that's not because you're saying it. It's because you're being a bad guy. It's because bad guy is bad guy. Yeah. No matter what the meetings tell you. So, um, <laughs> Jack is like... In Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad guy. It's not mean that I am bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> In this case, Daniel, you it's are bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> Capital letters. Um, and Jack's like, by the way, where's Teal'c? And that's when Daniel flashes to getting pissed off and sending Jack across the room with the ribbon device. Yikes. He's on a mission, and he'll be back when he's done. A mission and- from God. <laughs> Sorry. Have, it's 100 miles Chicago. I have <laughs> it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> I didn't watch that film. I wrote in times. my notes, Tilk on a mission, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Knowing full well that Nixie would have my back. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Uh, actually, right now I'm going, is it 100 or 110 miles from Chicago? Anyway, that's the minor detail in that quote. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, um, and and Daniel's like, he'll be back when he's done, and I have work to do, so you either help me or leave. So Jack leaves. Yeah. Which, I guess I have a question for later on. Is this, like, did Jack just retire right here and then? Because we see he's, I get the clear feeling Jack is retired. When I think he, he might have made, yeah, I think he might have made a little bit more noise. Okay. But not enough noise to get his security clearance revoked the yeah. way we see Sam's. Yeah. But yeah, he's not far from the retirement thing no. right now. So we um, we see Apophis and is without his current facial scars being dragged in front of a throne by Jaffa. He's begging for mercy and we see it's Daniel standing over him with a ribbon device. Yay. Which is a dream, and we cut to one year later. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a large mansion, silk sheets, silk pajamas. In like, let's just put this straight, in the Pablo Escobar <laughs> style <laughs> Colombian drug lord mansion. Yes. Like, yes. guy, like you, you couldn't just like get a nice house. No, no, with no, no. straight up guns on the yeah. roof. Oh, I have that. Like there's guards walking the roof. Jesus. <laughs> There's guards like every so six feet. So not only is he planning to take over the world, he's selling coca. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Doesn't surprise I mean, the, the government. It's on the latest episode of Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Um, Daniel looks out the window and sees Sam pulling up in a car with her ID getting checked by security guards. And it's just... <laughs> there's security guards like every six feet in this house. Just yeah. like secret service style security yeah. guards. So Daniel walks out into the hallway in his dress, not even getting dressed, in his dressing gown. Yeah, gross. He's gross. <laughs> uh, He's a gross human being. <laughs> to a smartly dressed, highly attractive assistant. Yeah. Who I'm sure was completely chosen because of her skills and resume. Totally. Um, that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs is already waiting for his 0900 briefing. So wait a minute. Did Daniel just sleep until 9 a.m.? Yeah. And stand up the Joint Chiefs? Yeah. 
Okay. Just and wanted then to clarify. His dressing gown. To cl- yeah, is he going to meet with and the And there's probably like three girls in his bedroom. <laughs> they just were off camera. Yeah, he's just like, Daniel has... They're been, in yeah, the shower. Yeah. They're, yeah, he made them all shower together uh, while he watched. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, to me, this is Daniel at his worst, so yeah, yeah absolutely. And and NASA is not scheduled, which apparently doesn't surprise and annoys Daniel. <laughs> um, and he's like, send Major Carter away. Doesn't even call her Sam. Send yeah. Major Carter away and find out why she still has a valid security pass. Yeah. WTF, dude. So Daniel walks into the dining room where Shifu's having Fruit Loops because Fruit Loops. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel isn't hungry. Um, and naturally, Shifu reminds him that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm. He's like, did Oma teach you that? No, television. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm great. I'm such a positive influence on yeah. you. Yeah. He's eating Fruit Loops and watching television. Good yeah. job. Oh, yeah. He, you, you are now officially. You broke him. <laughs> you broke the perfect child. <laughs> You happy? <laughs> you are now officially a, how old is that kid? Ten-year-old in yeah. America. Yeah. Um, so Sam breaks in and she's like, I can't believe you think you're going to get away with this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you, she's like, that's why you had me removed from the project, isn't it? Because you knew I'd find out. And Daniel's like, no, it's because you were starting to crack because your jealousy of me finally got the better of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's Jeez. when Daniel flashes to torturing Sam with a pain stick. That's always my favorite is when people say, oh, you're just jealous. I'm like, no. <laughs> a lot of times people are not jealous of you. You're yeah. just an asshole. You're just an asshole. I, as now, I've never liked when people say that line to their children. No. It's, nope. That's no. usually surrounded. And maybe sometimes it's true, but a lot of times that shit's surrounded with your kid being an ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel plays dumb as to what she would, may have found out. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, goes to Shifa, goes, what did you do to him? Why did you break him? Yeah. Daniel's like, don't get him. Leave him out of this. He's mm-hmm. not involved in this. He mm-hmm. kind of is. Yeah. He's kind of, this is He's kind of super, pretty much the reason this happened. Uh, and Daniel's like, I didn't change. You did. <laughs> no. So Sam is dragged away and she tells him that she can't be stopped from telling people what's really going on. He mm-hmm. won't get away with it. His assistant asks if she's insane, and Daniel just nods. Jeez. So Daniel puts Sam in some sort of jail, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is completely legal jail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, Sam's auditioning for Orange is the New Black. She's <laughs> she in would, the newest episode. I don't even... I can't even... My brain can't even wrap around what the dynamic would be if you threw Sam into the Well, prison. it's like you put her with Red. You... Oh, yeah. You, you put her with Red. Yeah. And uh, and she becomes her like hired gun. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because yeah, because Red doesn't have a lot of like strong uh, fighters in there. No, and I'm I'm sure that Sam could take anyone out in there. Yeah, and Sam's pretty good at being second in command. Yeah, and you know you don't fuck with Janeway. And <laughs> hey guys, do you want to know the reason why Sam? Where why Sam? Why Red is my favorite character in Orange Is the New Black? <laughs> it's entirely because of Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> <laughs> that is not an exaggeration yeah. or a lie in any way, shape, or form. It's because it's Janeway. And she's, in, to give Kate Mulgrew, well, is, you know, what she's earned, she's amazing. She's amazing in that role. Yeah. Because everything Kate Mulgrew in is she's amazing. Yeah. Because she's fucking Kate Mulgrew. Yeah. Alrighty. We're back. Okay. We're so back. we're back from the Kate Mulgrew love. Um, can we just give Kate Mulgrew <laughs> Well, you know, there's an orange, there's a woman in an orange jumpsuit. I'm going to go to Orange oh. New Black. Yeah, yeah. So she's trying, she's like, I was trying to talk to people, but no one will answer her. No one responds to her emails, take her calls, take her letters. And Jack's like, yeah, because they think you're crazy. Yeah. You become the crazy lady. Um, And he's like, well, Daniel's odd, but it's like, it's Daniel. He gets carried away with shit all the time. <laughs> 
He gets obsessed he, with a new thing every true. week. That's not a long no, idea. It's, not. it's like saying Nixie likes fiber. It's like, well, yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. Guys, I like yarn. Um, <laughs> uh, I live in the wrong state to live a wool. And uh, <laughs> Florida is not a wool state. We'll get you back. <laughs> I love that. It sounds like a political stance. Florida is not a wool state. It is not a wool state. We are strictly flip flop. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm- laughs> And spandex. This is why I knit with cotton and linen a lot. Um, so he's like, but Jack's like, he's it's Daniel. He gets carried away. He's never going to jeopardize the planet or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a lot of very smart people believe in this project. And Sam's like, yeah, well, he has them all brainwashed mm-hmm. because they're being dumb. Yeah. He's like, what? Do you not still blame him for Teal'c? Like, what happened to Teal'c? Uh, and, and Jack's like, neither one of them can prove anything. And mm-hmm. I want to know what the fuck happened to Teal'c. Yeah. Took dead. So I will say this, that there is, um, I believe it's talked about in the commentary, um, it's a deleted scene somewhere um, that basically it shows that that Jack discovered that Teal'c was still alive. Oh. Um, and that Daniel was basically harvesting him for blood transfusions to get the Naquita so that he could use gold technology. Oh, that's even worse than, like, thinking he's yeah. dead. yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so that's like a deleted Creepy scene Daniel. in here. Um, it's It was never in the show, so you can't really consider it canon. Right. Um, yeah, I but, like it this way. They let us kind of figure yeah, out. Yeah. Come to our own conclusions. That's a deleted scene that exists, apparently. Oh, I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Yeah, I know. No more Teal Torture. We had no, enough. We had, trust me, that one episode was enough for a yeah. couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam's like, look, my opinion used to mean something to you, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, but you helped him build these things and you couldn't stop him. What the hell am I supposed to do? He goes, talk to him. <laughs> Use your words. You're so good with the eloquence. <laughs> what? Because it's Jack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we see that Daniel is watching this entire conversation on a monitor while he sits in the ca- his, his ultimate captain's chair. Yeah. Uh, his throne, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, a is, creepy. Yeah. As Sam says, someone has to stop him before it's too late. So then Jack is at a fireplace in Daniel's mansion. Um, in what What is Batman's... Does Batman's mansion have a name? It's Manor. Something yeah, it's Wayne Manor. Wayne, duh. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. That was... That was one of those dumb questions that, that you asked. That was such and, a good question, though, because it made... It shook my core, and I was yeah. like, is it not Wayne Manor? Yeah. So it took me a second to yeah. go... No, it's Wayne Manor. It is Wayne Manor. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he's standing in the fireplace in Wayne Manor. Yes. Uh, knocking flowers out of arrangements yeah. and trying to put them in back in before Daniel walks Seriously. in. It's been a while since they've seen each other. Uh, Daniel hasn't really been in touch. He's been a bit busy. Okay. Daniel's like, uh, you know, I, I couldn't have done any of this without you. I should have been more appreciative. Apparently, he did send Jack a nice fruit basket, though. Wow. Wow. I feel like that would be offensive to Jack. Like, where is the beef jerky basket? <laughs> the cookie basket. Or even like the, yeah, that's true. Cookie basket would be good. Or even like, what is that place that puts stuff up on uh, Christmas? They always have little boots oh, and molds. yeah. With like the sausage and the it's cheese. It's like sausage and cheese. And mustard. Yeah. I know what you mean. I need one now. Those just... <laughs> <laughs> then where's the meat basket? Yeah. Where's my meat basket? <laughs> that Sorry, sounds that sounds really bad. I'm going to stop right there. No meat basket. <laughs> Do not send Jack a meat basket. He will not appreciate a meat basket. Don't send anybody meat basket. Some people may enjoy meat baskets. Some people may enjoy your meat. <laughs> Jack is not someone Some who enjoys enjoy your meat baskets. baskets. Don't send people your meat basket. <laughs> 
Hashtag meat basket. So apparently, conveniently, Jack showed up on launch day. Um, knowledge of which was supposed to be top secret, but meh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel invites him to watch it on his big screen. Uh, yeah. And they, they beam down to his Daniel cave via transporter rigs <laughs> because elevators is such a pain in the ass. Yeah. So Jack says that his bat cave is a little like Vegas. The screen's everywhere. It's dark except for spotlights. Yeah. It's like the, and then there's like the throne, like the automated moving throne. Like this is yeah. your cliche Bond villain. Villain. Yeah. It's room. No, he's totally Combined with the bat cave. He's totally set up for that. It also feels like, uh, yeah, no, come back to me. I yeah. just lost it. <laughs> it also weirdly, because a lot of things, it reminds me of, I'm sure this was a set that was used in Sequest for one of the, like, weird underground villains. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, no, I, I uh, to me, it's, um, it's Pinky in the Brain. So apparently, like in Vegas, there's three to one odds that the launch goes off without a hitch. Yeah. And Daniel's like, put Jack down for a hundred dollars, right? Jack clarifies like dollars. <laughs> not like millions, <laughs> not rupees or not, you know, sonic gold rings. <laughs> oh, that'd be uh, fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, Daniel is, is glad Jack's here. You know, he was worried about what happened to Teal'c. He wouldn't see Jack again. Um, and Jack's like, yeah, but, you know, I don't want to miss you saving the world and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, I noticed you threw Sam in jail. Yeah, that's a thing you did. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, duh, wouldn't, wouldn't you have? I mean, the military took precautions to make sure I can't just take over this whole thing naturally. <laughs> sure. Uh, all this is just big fancy screens so I can watch and monitor things uh-huh. as things launch. Uh-huh. Somebody roll perception. <laughs> Somebody somewhere. Uh, no, I'll to see if he's lying. Jack mm. pretty much rolled high in percent. Jack yeah. pretty much knows what's going 20, on. Nat twenty. Uh, and Daniel gets a congratulatory call from General Vadrine, who's you know the chairman, joint chiefs of staff, who uh, he stood up earlier in the episode. Yes. They have twenty four launches happening concurrently, each carrying twelve satellites. Which I tell you. There is no way that you can get 24 rockets to launch concurrently at the same time. You can barely get one to launch. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> but this is all a dream, yeah. so I will give it to him. Yeah. Uh, you're like, even in, I will tell you this, even in, and I love the popcorn film, and how, I don't care how inaccurate it is, I love Armageddon. Oh, yeah. You're not even getting two shuttles to launch at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah. this shit's not going to happen. Yeah. That's fair. You can barely get one to launch. On time, yeah. yeah. Because there's going to be some boat. Some boat downrange. Some stupid in the field. boat. And then I'm going to have to cycle the system. Cycle the system. So here's the thing, guys. I've been to go see launches twice at NASA. One when I was younger. And one, we were supposed to go to the first launch of Orion, the test launch. And we took the day off. And we went there. And Nick got attacked by fire ants. Seriously. And... <laughs> We had the perfect spot. And we we took the freaking weather guy with us. Yes, we took the weather guy with us. And still, the one time in that window that they could launch, there was a fucking boat that got too far in to the imaginary line they have to keep everyone out of, so they had to pause. And then after that, shit went wrong, and they had to cycle the system, and then the weather got bad and never fucking launched it. 
We're then, coming for you, Bolt. We're coming, we're coming for, you. for you. And that is why we, my brother Matt and I, still hate woodpeckers because we were supposed to watch a shuttle launch when we were young, and it's the one that the woodpeckers got to the fuel booster, and they had to cancel it. So we never got to, I never got to see a fucking shuttle launch either. Urgh. So, anyway. We're going to get there. You're never going to see 24 rockets launch at the same time. Like, we're coming for you, I don't folks. even think... Did they build new launch pads? I even think that there's 24 places in the U.S. that you could launch that size rocket from. That's true. I mean, we're... Yeah, that's... I, I wouldn't even... <laughs> did they have to, like, build new ones all along the coast or something? <laughs> yeah. Just little floating barges. <laughs> I mean, they can land on barges now, yeah. so they can probably, at that point, launch on barges. Anyway. That's, that's of all the things that are highly inaccurate in this episode. That's the that's what we're gonna harp on. <laughs> we're coming for you both. <laughs> so all they all position themselves. They come online like supposed to because uh, the launch happens flawlessly. Uh-huh. Daniel opens a two thousand bottle dollar two blah, blah, blah. two thousand bottles of dollars <laughs> in the wall. Two thousand dollars of bottles. I got two into my launching rant. <laughs> Daniel opens a $2,000 <laughs> bottle of champagne <laughs> because Jack's about to be a hero. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Because the president is about to make the Stargate's existence public knowledge now that they have a way to defend themselves against the ghoul. Right. But just as that's about to happen, but wait, uh, a reporter comes live from Capitol Hill. And my other bummer is I can't quite see the graphics on the screen well enough. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's like, how, how good are those? How, what does that lower thin look like? Yeah, that 2000s. It's funny to think that the 2000s were a new century or, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, the yeah, turn yeah. of the century. And you look at the graphics no. and you go, my no, God, no, no, it was no. the 80s. Yes. <laughs> anyway. um, but there's a reporter live saying that the president has postponed his public address because there's an internet national crisis developing from the launch top secret launch of a new cutting edge satellite system. Dun dun dun. So Vidrian comes to the monitor and tells them the Russians are on high alert as are the Chinese. Uh-huh. Uh, the Russians are going to try to take out one of the satellites with one of their satellites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Russian parliament considers the entire endeavor a violation of the agreement to share information because it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because truth. And they say if they don't turn over control it'll be considered an act of aggression and they'll respond as such. And Daniel's like, pretty much what we expected. Yeah. And Vadrina Drees and Jack and us are like, wait, what? Yeah. What? Everyone does the double, like the record scratch double yeah. take. Like, <laughs> um, and so um, Vadrina, so they, they have to show what they're capable of. Yeah. With the set. So they're going to use a system to destroy the Russian satellite that was going to fire at them. So everyone in DC is quite impressed, like mm. uh, with with how things are rolling, and they're they're assume that they're going to um, launch. Russians are going to launch more satellites because yeah. they've just destroyed the Russian one. Uh, and Vadrin recommends that they take out their launch site next. Yikes! Uh, Daniel worries that all this is leading up to a full scale nuclear attack. Uh, which there's a high probability of since the Pentagon's not going to comply with the Russian demands. Mm-hmm. And Dan is like, shouldn't we just nip this in the bud? Which, by the way, I always thought was nip this in the butt. Oh, yeah, in the bud. The bud like a flower. I I, I, under- I understand <laughs> that. I still say nip in the butt because I always thought it was nip in the butt. Just in a butt. And I was, didn't really know what that meant. I guess yeah. it was like, I thought it was like kick it in the butt. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel... I'm going to use that from now on. Shouldn't we just kick it in the butt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Vadrine thinks that, like, you know, look, we control the situation and we can defend ourselves, and the president is rethinking their unilateral control of the system. And here's the other thing is, I'm assuming that the reason this conversation makes no sense is because it's a dream. Uh-huh. Like, the speed of how That's things true. escalate I and how... I hoping that something would be weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess the rings being used in the house is part of the dream-like thing. Like, a couple of things have to be a little bit outrageous. I think it's, like, the flip-flop of the president's stance in here and, yeah. like, the 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 speed of Vadrina is just, like... Well, we're just going to shoot them down, and then we're going to attack their launch sites, yeah. and then it's going to leave the Lord. you're just like, dreaming anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but the concept of the president rethinking the control of the system is not what Daniel wants to hear. So he presses a fancy button and takes over control of the entire system. <laughs> that thing that Sam suspected that, yeah. that he wasn't supposed to do. Yep. Uh, and this is just as Daniel suspected, the president has a lack of leadership ability, so he's going to have to step in and prevent global nuclear war. Oh, good. President <laughs> Daniel. That's exactly what we need. Emperor Daniel. Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, he can do that thing that Sam was worried about. And uh, Daniel's cave, is Daniel, the, the Daniel cave, is well protected. <laughs> he's like, so don't bother sending cruise missiles towards yeah. us. And he just shuts him off. And Jack is, like, super... What the fuck, Daniel? Yeah. What do we... What? Are, now what? Huh? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and to Daniel, a proportional response only makes sense when the playing field is even. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the advantage, and he wants to let the Russians know how big the advantage is, so he targets Moscow. That's, uh... Yeah. Quick and clean, like cutting your enemy's heart out with a scalpel, he says. Yeah. Wait, That's when Jack's like... Okay, I'm done. I pull my gun out and I fire it at you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't do anything because uh, Daniel has a gold force field. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? You think I just allowed you through security with a loaded gun without knowing you had a loaded gun with you? Not yeah, that dumb. That's true. Uh, and he tells Jack that he never was that bright. Um, and Jack points out that, look, we never proved that kid was Harcesis. Mm-hmm. The Gould have used kids before. This could be a Gould plot. Use Shifu, load Daniel's brain with memories, get him to build the weapons and turn them on Earth. Dan's like, yeah, that could be, but there's a flaw in your plan. Flaw in that theory. You're assuming that this is when I, isn't what I wanted all along. Dun, dun, dun. And Daniel fires. And we evil, see... Evil, evil, Daniel. <laughs> 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 evil, evil, Daniel. Um, and and we see and we see a shot of the weapons destroying Moscow, and there's a wave of fire that just spreads for miles and miles. Yeah, um, shit done. Hit the fan. Yeah, and we 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 zoom in on Daniel's face, and we fade. I'm assuming to commercial. I don't know. It's been ages <laughs> since I've seen sure. any Stargates with commercials. Yeah. Uh, but when we come back, Daniel is unconscious in the infirmary, and Jen is telling Jack that it's not a coma. He still has you know rapid eye movement. REM mm-hmm. is going on. Mm-hmm. Not the band. The eye movement. Everybody hurts. It's just in the background. That's Daniel in the corner. (laughs) Daniel in the spotlight. Having no relation. I'm I'm trying to reword it. Having no relation. I like yours better. (laughs) We didn't start drinking early. We've only had small glasses of wine. That never happened. 
<laughs> so in the it's barrel aged wine though, man. That's fair. It's pretty good. So in the briefing room, Aldwin is there. Who that's a Tokra that helped us rescue Jacob from the Natu. Mm. And he says that the Tokra aren't convinced the kid is Harcesis. Um, not entirely yet. The Tokra says that he that he could they could use his artag to at least detect if he's telling the truth to see if he actually is the Harcesis, a lie detector, if you will. Mm-hmm. So they hook Shifu up, strap him down, which Sam's like trying to reassure the kid when you yeah. strap him to a chair. You're fine. This isn't, don't be scared. And We're not just strapping your ass down. And the whole time he's speaking in his, his uh, Zen Cohen's. Zone Cohen's, I was going to go whether they are uh, real to earth or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so first question, what's your name? Shifu. Are you a Harcesis? I am many things. Um, but yes, he does possess the entire genetic knowledge passed down from Apophis. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, he is teaching Daniel the lesson with the dream. Um, teaching him that the true nature of a man is determined in the battle between the conscious mind and the subconscious. That the evil in Shifu's subconscious is too strong to resist. Mm. Speaking of Daniel, yeah. uh, the Daniel call happens and he appears. Yeah, He understands that the only way to win is to deny a battle. Yeah. Um, Daniel has, was having a dream. What about is not important? Does he tell people what his dream was about? No, he's like, why would you? You're a complete asshole in your dream. Would you share that? No, I don't know. See, if I, would, I don't know that I would either. I yeah. feel like I would make up an alternate story as to what yeah. happened. Yeah. I would, I'd be like, well, okay, so I had a lot of power, but it's okay because I was completely benevolent. Well, I mean, I saw, and, and he gave Jack all this knowledge, and then Jack just yeah, kind of went crazy with That's it. That's what you would do. And destroyed and Moscow. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm going to stop you. And then gold and t- what? <laughs> That's how he I just cast someone else in the role. Yeah. Um, Whereas if you ask Jack, he would just focus on them in that yeah. prison cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, well, only the, you know, the jumpsuit was a lot tighter. <laughs> a, little, a, little a little smaller. The zipper a little unzip, some, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but Sam was in jail. It's like, why are you smiling? What? What? Because <laughs> I had the key. Um, and uh, so Daniel's having a dream. What about was that important? The important thing is, is that it's time he choose a new path. Yeah. And it's time for Shifu to continue on his. Uh, he is the Harcesis, but they can't they they can't get any knowledge from him. Right. Uh, he thanks Daniel for telling him about Shalray. He tells Shifu that she'd be very proud of him, mm-hmm. and Shifu tells Daniel that as she would be of him. Oh. Um, and Daniel says, you know, or will we'll ever see you again? And Shifu says, all roads eventually lead to the Great Path. Uh, but many cross along the way. Sure. And Shifu then transforms into a ball of light and floats away. Yeah. He in the same in the same way that Oma did. Like it's it's yeah. the yeah. it's the Oma de Sala ball of glowy tentacle light. It's like you know how they have like the the term called an Irish goodbye. This is the you know yeah. otherworldly goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so what we do we turn into like a glob of something <laughs> and we float away. Uh, and Jack is like to goes to Hannah and goes. You should probably have everyone on the base stand Don't down. Don't kill that. <laughs> uh, get out of its way. And Hammond's like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? Yeah, I love that. And he gets on the VA, right? And he's like, yeah, the this... glowing ball of light. Don't put your weapons down and just let it don't, go. Don't, don't, just don't. Guys, don't, just get out of the room. Just get move. Yeah. <laughs> do it, let's do what I want. Yeah. Uh, um, and we see Shifu float towards, like, through the base towards the Stargate. The yeah, Stargate yeah. opens on its own, seemingly. And right before he heads through the gate, you see Shifu's base smiling back and waves Aww. at Daniel, who heads off. And as he's floating through the base, from Shifu's perspective a few times, we can spot our Peter Dalloway's cameo. Oh, there he was. Missed him. And the end of the episode. 
The end. So the the two notes uh-huh. I have thought question things is okay. and one's more of just the same that I love the tie the tie between and the, and the callback from Shaurei giving him a dream okay and Shifu giving him a dream that's true both to teach him you know lessons yeah or to get to messages across yeah. yeah and they both have to do with with him finding a path it's a great way to consider uh, you know some of the lessons that are imparted in us uh, whether from our parents or from history mm-hmm. like fables and, mm-hmm. and, and Greek myths yeah it's, it's a telling of a story it's not here's a lesson I'm gonna teach you everything is a story yes uh, and so what a great take on that idea and it's uh, him having to figure it out himself yeah for him living the story essentially um, this was a fun episode this was a good Daniel episode I mean the, the part where he's a jackass he's a jackass and yeah. he's no fun to watch as a jerk anymore is what I've learned so I mean here's the other question now is what is Daniel's path now well that's the thing is so I think the reason for Shifu being here is one stop searching for me yeah and two you cannot face this with hatred and no. with this desire to fight yes because you won't win the fight but it's it's more of First, Daniel, the reason Daniel was going was to find Shaare. Yeah. Then the reason Daniel kept going was to find Shifu. Yeah. So now why is Daniel going? Well, that's the thing is, I think it was, yes, to find Shaare, yes, to find Shifu, but also there's a sense of vengeance that yes. I think was floating in him True. that maybe he hadn't faced. And I wonder if that's what Shifu was there to tell him. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it is to tell him, stop looking. Yeah. Stop. You got to stop. You got to stop looking. So hopefully he gets that. And through that also learns that vengeance is not his answer. He's So it's like, stop looking and also don't find more reasons to keep looking. Exactly. Because they are going to lead you to this. Yeah. To misery. Yeah. Um, I think that's what he's meant to do. So I dig it for that sense. Yeah. Um, I think this episode, it's a good Daniel learning episode. It, you know, you got to get through the middle to get to the end. Yes. It sounds like a stupid phrase to say, but you do. You have to get through it. Um, and once you do and you hear him say that again, uh, the only way to win is to deny it battle. I kind of just really like that phrase in general. It's a great phrase. Uh, and uh, it's a wonderful lesson. It's a great metaphor, this idea, this dream, and this harcesis, and the gold, and, and, and getting into someone's head like that for, like, a mental it's, health issue. Yeah, it's it's also, it's, it's the kind, like, you don't have to engage everything. No, and it's and it's this thing there where, um, you know, I, t- I tell myself there's the Grace voice that is awful yes. and terrible. Oh, and everyone has that voice. And everyone's got one of those, and sometimes it gets thought, and it's like, what a great approach to that, and say, you know, the only way to win is to deny it battle. Don't yeah. fight it. Don't fight Don't it. Don't listen to it. And it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be there. And that's not an easy thing to do. No. But that is the life, like... That is the... It's the whole thing yeah, of... the thing that helps you grow. Yeah, it's the whole thing of it's the journey, not the destination. Yep. The journey is learning to deny the, the negative... Yeah. Uh, the negative voice in your head. Absolutely. That insect. That, I call it my lizard brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I call it. It's like uh, if you watch Inside Out, it's like my anxiety brain. Yeah. I don't know it's why like, I call yeah. it my lizard brain. I yeah. just call them. My, it's like the flyer, the fight or flight response sure, part of my yeah, brain. So I just call the lizard brain. Yeah. Um, uh, this definitely goes on the list. Okay. Um, so I think point of no return might leaves. Okay. Um. Chain reaction uh, comes to five, uh, and then this will take my number four spot. So we we get rid of the curse because that's another Daniel episode. 
Alrighty, I'm gonna have my 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 things acting up. I can't edit my uh. Oh no! I can't edit my thing here real quick. That's okay. Oh, we'll there we go. <laughs> Sorry, technical difficulties yeah. with Google. Um, so you're gonna replace point of no return. I'm gonna so I'm gonna chain reaction goes to fifth place. Okay. Um, and then the curse goes away. Okay. And this takes fourth. All right, hey. Ta-da! Um. So I really love this episode, uh-huh. but I don't know if uh, if anything it would take the place <laughs> of curse. But I don't know if it can actually take the place of curse. Oh sure, yeah. Um, well, and this is purely for those reasons that that last little bit at the yeah, end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purely for that reason. But we do have an extra Deloise cameo. Yes. Worth Ten. Yeah. Nobody dies technically. Technically, no. Well, the question: Does Tilt die in this episode? Well. There, we don't see him we die. We have no proof that he we died. we have no proof that he does die. And we just say the thing that happened to Teal. So we don't know that he's yeah. dead. So I'm going to go with no. Yeah, he could just be like, he could be just gravely injured and sitting on Chulak or just yeah. left yeah. and is on Chulak or something. Yeah. So we're not going to quite count that one. I'm, I'm for that. Alrighty. Um, what do we got next week? Next week is uh, The Light. <gasps> the Light. The Light. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm done. Alrighty. Fun times. So uh, you can find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast, um, which, by the way, as a personal note, if you guys didn't realize, Twitter changed the layout. Oh. And a whole bunch of, of people's avatars that had words or something in them were cut off as it got moved to a circle. Oh, no. And the graphic designer part of my soul was super excited when I noticed our logo yes! still fits perfectly in the circle. That's great. It could also, though, effort like a nice little like circle redesign on our part. Yes. There, there's been talks of redesigning our logo for a while, and I just have not gotten around Stay to it. Stay tuned. I and have then, plans. Oh, before I let everybody go. Yes. DuckTales. DuckTales. Because I, I told this to Nixie during the week, and before it gets out any further, yes. it's important that people know yes, that before is- Jessica Chobot on the Nerdist said this, I said, based on that opening sequence, they're going back to Carl Barks. They're going back to the comics. You should read them. They're awesome. She said that, mind you, on Tuesday night... Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday night. Maybe Wednesday night. Wednesday night, yeah. the night that I saw her, that the trailer came out, she said that. <laughs> I was witness. We have two other witnesses. She was I just get really on. excited when my nerd cred goes up. It's like my credit score. This was up. not her seeing it from anyone else seeing it. This was her cold watching. <laughs> cold watching the opening sequence. I may or may not that. own all those Carl Barks comics. You, so you, you do. I do. You I do. do. I have them even in their sleeves and yeah, everything. Of course you do. Um, DuckTales. First one comes in August. Is I'm it just, um, is it only me who can't say DuckTales without going woo afterwards? No, it's like it works. officially part of the title. It works. It's, the title is DuckTales. Woo. Well, what it is is if I say DuckTales, I'm fine. But if you say DuckTales, then I have to woo it. Yeah, see? Like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, you can also rate us and review us on iTunes, and then what else did I miss? Oh, uh, email us at thesnowplaceliketerrick at gmail.com. Bye, guys. Bye!